0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.TV slash gold. All right, folks. Again, we're reviewing Industrial Society and its future, a paper written in 1995. The author was just also talking about this feeling of powerlessness You know, and this loss of security, he's talking about an incompetent doctor, right? So let's just say what I dealt with with the hospital, as I mentioned earlier, I'm trying to figure out all this billing. I am powerless against that system. I am forced to now navigate this system that I want to have nothing to do with because we had to go to the hospital, Therefore, we had to use my wife's insurance. Therefore, I had to step into the matrix. And as prepared as I was to deal with the matrix, with the hospital system, I now have the aftermath, which is dealing with the insurance company, the hospital, the billing department, all this stuff. There's no security whatsoever. Think about this. If somebody went and ripped you off for something. Right, I don't know, stole money out of your bank account, hack your credit card, something of that nature. Who are you going to complain to? You go to the local police department, they can do absolutely nothing. So if somebody stole your money, if you live in Texas and there were credit card charges in California, your local police department can do absolutely nothing. What are you going to do? Go to the state's attorney general's office and file a complaint? They don't give a crap about you. You're going to argue with the bank? With, with some Filipino call center person on the phone, I had to deal with that with, with my wife's situation. Okay, you have no power in the system. There's no one along that supply chain when you're trying to deal with the problem that has any power within that system. I mean, this is the world you live in when you live inside of technocracy. And they're going to tell you eventually, don't worry, it's going to be managed by artificial intelligence, and it'll work much better, right? So you want to live in a system that is based on tyranny and you want to be run by artificial intelligence and robots because they will make the technocratic technological system you live in work smoother. So now you just have a bunch of humans running around inside of a giant computer game. That's basically what they're trying to do folks. That's what they're doing. All right, let's go. Paragraph 68. It may be objected that primitive man, Is physically less secure than modern man, as is shown by his shorter life expectancy. Hence, modern man suffers from less, not more than the amount of insecurity that is normal for human beings. But psychological security does not closely correspond with physical security. What makes us feel secure is not so much objective security as a sense of confidence in our ability to take care of ourselves. Primitive man, threatened by a fierce animal or by hunger, can fight in self-defense or travel in search of food. He has no certainty of success in these efforts, but he is by no means helpless against the things that threaten him. The modern individual, on the other hand, is threatened by many things against which he is helpless. Nuclear accidents, carcinogens in food, environmental pollution war increasing taxes invasion of his privacy by large corporations nationwide social or economic phenomena that may disrupt his way of life just think of that written in 1995 the terms of land, the high school theater production think of it in those terms All of those things were occurring. You had no control over it whatsoever. What am I talking about here on this show? I'm talking about building your life as much outside of the system as possible. What system am I talking about? I am talking specifically about that system. This technocratic system, managed and controlled by the scientists, the engineers, and the technologists, and throw in the bankers. Even though the original technocrats claimed to be fighting against the so called politicians, the political puppets, right? They wanted to turn themselves into the bureaucracy and they claimed they were fighting against the bankers. They didn't need money in the system. The technocratic system was funded by the bankers, it was backed by the bankers. Frank Vanderlip, responsible for the Federal Reserve, our central banking system here in the United States, was out there running around with Howard Scott, the founder and the head of Technocracy Incorporated, the supposed genius behind the idea of technocracy, helping him meet wealthy people to fund his technocratic ventures. Okay, look at today. The Bank for International Settlements, the highest level, most face forward organization in the structure of worldwide government, worldwide technocracy. They are the bankers. That is the bank for the central banks. Okay, they are pushing this forward. It is the bankers pushing forward with this system of technocracy. So when I talk about withdrawing from this system, learning how to live outside the system, this is what I'm talking about. You have to free yourself from as much of this as this is possible. By doing things like wide-awake gym set, using cash, going analog. I've said, get the smart devices out of your house. We're talking about homesteading. We're talking about learning how to garden and farm. Maybe we need to build that inside. Where we regenerate our soil, we filter our water. We're doing it inside so they can't spray our crops. Sadly, folks, this is the world we live in. If you want to free yourself of the system, it's going to take a little bit of work. But we wouldn't even know what we're trying to build towards, what our goals are. unless we understood everything that we're doing here at the dust and gold standard all right and we want to know the history we want to know what's going on where we're going we want to even understand some of the spirituality that drives these folks i think that's just going to further cement in your head that it's not going anywhere they're not going to give up this is their mission All right, let's go to paragraph 69. It is true that primitive man is powerless against some of the things that threaten him, disease, for example, but he can accept the risk of disease stoically. It is part of the nature of things. It is no one's fault unless it's the fault of some imaginary impersonal demon. But threats to the modern individual tend to be man-made. They are not the results of chance, but are imposed on him by other persons whose decisions he, as an individual, is unable to influence. Consequently, he feels frustrated, humiliated, and angry. Just take the gold business, for instance. What what if I don't want to get those licenses? What if I don't want to have a physical building? What if I don't want to disclose my safe to the state of Maryland? But then I also don't want to live outside of the rules. I don't want to be an outlaw who goes and registers in another state, and I'm willing to face the consequences if the system catches me. Okay, well, if I don't want to do that, then what happens? Either I'm going to have to comply with those rules made up by some man at some point that I have no ability to influence whatsoever. There's no way to negotiate your way out of it. So I just give up. So this idea of gold and silver, throw it away. That's out the window. That business is gone. There was another business I was looking at getting into before I started doing this podcast. If some of you have been listening for a while, you know I went through a divorce a couple of years ago. I moved from the state of Nashville, gave uh, the business that my wife, ex-wife and I had to her. I moved here and I was waiting for the divorce to be done, just doing gig work until I could decide what kind of business I wanted to start because I have worked for myself for the last 20 years. I really don't want to go to work for someone else. Uh, I mean, as a consultant or contractor maybe, but not as an employee. It's just I'm not wired to do that. So there was a couple of business I started looking at uh, since my divorce ended uh, about seven, eight months ago. And so I was deciding what exactly I wanted to do. Okay, and so there's a couple businesses I was looking at. Next thing I know, I figured out in the state of Maryland, there was no way around it because I had to be licensed to be able to do this business, and I was going to have to spend five or $6,000 and hundreds upon hundreds of hours in these useless courses just to be able to create a business where I, I might be able to make $100,000 a year. No more than that because it was really based on trading your time for dollars. It wasn't a product-based business or something like this gold where you could buy and sell and trade. It was basically time for money and so i'm like i'm gonna to have to spend five or six thousand dollars and put in hundreds of hours of these useless courses that had nothing to do with this business at all they just force you to do it because somebody's cousin probably owns some politician's cousin owns the school where you have to go take the course so i backed out of that one i said forget it this would be good if i lived in another state that didn't allow this like west virginia but here in the state of maryland forget it i'm not doing it i'm not going back to basically college to do something that I already learned how to do in online within a matter of a few hours of taking some private courses. So you have no control over that. All right, that's what happens when you want to work within the system. Uh, Paragraph 70, thus primitive man for the most part has his security in his own hands, either as an individual or as a member of a small group, whereas the security of modern man is in the hands of persons or organizations that are too remote or too large for him to be able personally to influence them. So, modern man's drive for security tends to fall into groups one and three. In some areas, food, shelter, etc., his security is assured at the cost of only trivial effort, whereas in other areas, he cannot attain security. The foregoing greatly simplifies the real situation, but it does indicate rough general way how the condition of modern man differs from that of primitive man so you understand with primitive man you know you can be attacked by a lion you could starve to death you can get a disease right but the majority of those are in your hands right you can go out and try to catch an animal you can go out uh try to insulate your house to protect it from cold Uh, but in the case of modern man look at all these obstacles we have to deal with you know, look at everything we have to deal with. You have to worry about if you can go to the store... Uh, and get groceries because tomorrow the supply chain might go down now what are you going to do to prevent that well as we talked about as a solution on the show start to grow your own food start to think about getting chickens start to figure out how you can have your own cattle or work with local farmers you can do both at the same time get access to a supply of the cleanest vegetables you can eggs meats and everything else that's what we worked on this last year so at least now we have our own supply chain where we're not relying on the store Now we rely on the store for things like shampoo uh i get soap actually from an amish soap dealer so i don't rely on the store for that but toilet paper things of that nature right obviously hairspray if you're watching the video version of this podcast let's go on paragraph 71 People have many transitory drives or impulses that are necessarily frustrated in modern life, hence fall into group three. One may become angry, but modern society cannot permit fighting. In many situations, it does not even permit verbal aggression. We've seen, obviously, more of that grow since 1995 when this was written. Let's continue. When going somewhere, one may be in a hurry, or one may be in a mood to travel slowly. But one generally has no choice but to move with the flow of traffic and obey the traffic signals. One may want to do one's work in a different way, but usually one can work only according to the rules laid down by one's employer. In many other ways as well, modern man is strapped down by a network of rules and regulations, explicit or implicit, that frustrate many of his impulses and thus interfere with the power process. Most of these regulations cannot be dispensed with because they are necessary for the functioning of industrial society and so industrial society in the context of this piece is synonymous with technocracy so this is called industrial society and its future it's really technocracy and its future now as i mentioned and you'll know more about this when we get into the author and who he was i don't believe this author had access to the internet back in 95 or maybe 94 when he was writing this So he wouldn't have been able to do the research on technocracy and find all the papers like we did on Technocracy Incorporated and the Technical Alliance and the Committee on Technology and all this other stuff in the past. So he calls it industrial technological uh, system or technological society or industrial society. He's really talking about technocracy. So what he's saying is you can't act outside of this system of technocracy because it does not benefit the functioning of the system of technocracy. Ladies and gentlemen, when I get back more on industrial society and its future, my name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. Right, folks let's uh, continue with this industrial society and its future this is important this is paragraph 72 ladies and gentlemen and always remember i'm going to keep saying this this was written 28 years ago okay it says modern society is in certain respects extremely permissive in matters that are irrelevant to the functioning of the system We can generally do what we please. We can believe in any religion as long as it does not encourage behavior that is dangerous to the system. We can go to bed with anyone we like as long as we practice safe sex. We can do anything we like as long as it is unimportant. But in all important matters, the system tends increasingly to regulate our behavior. Now, look at the regulation of behavior From 1995 to today, right? And many of these things that the author is talking about, we see that change over time because the system, the industrial society system or industrial technological system or technocracy is changing. And as we start to see the next version of the system being rolled out, which is the false industrial revolution, the full-blown technocracy, the merger of the biological, physical, and digital worlds, you're starting to see certain behaviors be regulated even more. Free speech, Second Amendment, all these things that have become a threat to the system for the system to be able to move one step further towards complete and total tyrannical control. So even from 95 to now, you see the system growing and increasing in its ability to regulate behaviors uh, becoming even more dystopian right and you'll see that obviously with the central bank digital currency system which is all about control with programmable expirable money that does not allow you to build wealth why if you and i build wealth that is a threat to the system because if we have wealth we can partially withdraw from the system if you were able to build Uh, a pot of uh, five, $10 million. You can go buy your hundred acres out in West Virginia, have some cattle, you know, have a couple of skills you can use to barter with the neighbors, grow your vegetables and basically never leave your homestead. You're sort of a threat to the system because they want you within the system. So they don't want you to be able to build wealth because then you can exit the system and they don't want that to happen. So they're going to try to control all of the money And your ability to actually save money. So that's what this is about. You're seeing the system continue to grow and get stronger and implement more rules, more regulations. And in 95, they did not have the technology to track your every move. Look what's happened since 95. Cameras everywhere, facial recognition, thumbprints, smartphones, or you're scanning your face, your iris, your thumb, you know, COVID tests, giving your DNA up to the government all the time. It's only grown, folks. Paragraph 73, behavior is regulated not only through explicit rules and not only by the government. Control is often exercised through indirect coercion or through psychological pressure or manipulation and by organizations other than the government or by the system as a whole. Most large organizations use some form of propaganda to manipulate public attitudes or behavior. Propaganda is not limited to commercials and advertisements, and sometimes it is not even consciously intended as propaganda by the people who make it. For instance, the content of entertainment programming is a powerful form of propaganda. An example of indirect coercion. There is no law that says we have to go to work every day and follow our employer's orders. Legally, there is nothing to prevent us from going to live in the wild like primitive people or from going into business for ourselves, but in practice... There is very little wild country left, and there is room in the economy for only a limited number of small business owners. Hence, most of us can survive only as someone else's employee that's totally true and one of the other things one of the other things and I see people starting to figure this out daily it took it took me years to sort of figure out the whole system and understand what was going on, but as someone who was in and around the outskirts of politics and technology and different industries, I slowly figured out that this idea of people growing some major business out of their garage was a complete and total lie. All right, I mean, it, to get up into the millionaire-billionaire status. It was a complete and total lie. The system is so rigged. Even even in this podcast space, a lot of people don't understand that many of the podcasters, although folks would think of them as independent, are actually being funded behind the scenes. This is how they could run a podcast without putting ads in their podcast, some of them without sponsors. Say, so how is this person paying their bills? How are they affording to travel all over the country to different conferences? How are they able to put food on the table for their family? How could they do that? I mean, do they have a rich spouse and then they let them run around and play Nancy Drew all day? I mean, you got to think about this, folks. And so you see it in the podcast space. uh, You see it in the the YouTuber space. Um, There's a lot of shady stuff going on within this system. Uh, Also, look at all these tech companies that we find. You go, Instacart, what was that, some guy in his garage? No, you find out CIA in money is behind it. When you look into Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos and Mark Cuban, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, the rest of these folks, they were not just someone who rose up out of nowhere and became a multi-billionaire. So this is the whole thing here you know the system itself is uh corrupt to the core all right and so people get forced into the funnel as he says working for other folks because one there's not really much land left to go live out in the wild and two there's only so much room for small business owners and then you see the small business owners get stifled by regulations having to get licenses. Look at all the stuff Wide Awake Jim's talking about. They're going to try to crush the rest of the small and medium businesses using carbon credits and punishing them and destroying them. And then go try to live out on the land somewhere. Why do you think they sent Bill Gates out to buy up all this private land? Why do you think BlackRock is buying up all the homes? Why do you think between the federal and state governments they control 50 to 60 percent of the land here in this country? It's to prevent you from being able to get your hands on it. Uh, Look at what the rancher Justin said the other day in Colorado. uh, Land used to be super cheap 20 years ago. Now, basically, no one could afford to move there and buy a ranch. Uh, But the government controls a lot of the ranch land out there, and you have to lease it from them. Yeah, the government controls the land that you as a rancher have to lease it from them. All right, paragraph 74. We suggest that modern man's obsession with longevity and with maintaining physical vigor and sexual attractiveness to an advanced age is a symptom of unfulfillment resulting from deprivation with respect to the power process. The, quote, midlife crisis, end quote, also is such a symptom. So is the lack of interest in having children that is fairly common in modern society but almost unheard of in primitive societies. Now, as we start getting into this, I told you, this author is very nuanced right so you're not necessarily going to agree when he attacked folks on the left i knew they'd get upset when he attacked folks on the right i knew they'd get upset but in my opinion this author is really just making an observation and and it's based on reality it's uncomfortable so he's going to talk about the primitive man you know pre-modern man And he's going to talk about how maybe this idea of living forever isn't necessarily such a great thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I in no way support depopulation. I don't think Bill Gates and others should be picking and choosing who dies. At the same time, I mentioned it on the show, I am realistic. If there is going to be... Uh, major, major population increases and they drive people into densely populated areas like cities and now even the suburbs, you have to say, where's all the food going to come from? So we can't all be eating clean, natural food, you know, meats and vegetables um, if there's going to be such a large amount of people, you, you're going to have to take gmo food that they're going to grow in storage containers and stackable farms and all this other stuff that we're seeing come to fruition. Where's all the cattle going to come from? Where's all the meat going to come from? Why do you think that they're working towards feeding us crickets and 3D printed meat? That is because they don't have the natural food and they want access to the land. They want to control it all. So just bear with me While we work through this stuff, because I know it's going to make you guys uncomfortable. It's uh, paragraph 75. In primitive societies, life is a succession of stages. The needs and purposes of one stage having been fulfilled, there is no particular reluctance about passing on to the next stage. A young man goes through the power process by becoming a hunter, hunting not for sport or for for fulfillment, but to get meat that is necessary for food. In young women, the process is more complex, with greater emphasis on social power. We won't discuss that here. This phase, having been successfully passed through, the young man has no reluctance about settling down to the responsibilities of raising a family. In contrast, some modern people indefinitely postpone having children because they are too busy seeking some kind of fulfillment. We suggest that the fulfillment they need is adequate experience of the power process with real goals instead of artificial goals of surrogate activities. And we got into surrogate activities in uh, past shows. Again, having successfully raised his children, going through the power process by providing them with the physical necessities, the primitive man feels that his work is done, and he is prepared to accept old age, if he survives that long, and eventually death. Many modern people, on the other hand, are disturbed by the prospect of physical deterioration and death, as is shown by the amount of effort they expend trying to maintain their physical condition, appearance, and health. We argue that this is due to unfulfillment. resulting from the fact that they have never put their physical powers to any practical use, have never gone through the power process using their bodies in a serious way. It is not the primitive man who has used his body daily for practical purposes, who fears the deterioration of age, but the modern man who has never had a practical use for his body beyond walking from his car to his house. It is the man whose need for the power process has been satisfied during his life who is best prepared to accept the end of that life. All right. I told you this is going to get uncomfortable. This is going to get uncomfortable. But, folks, we need to understand a little bit of the truth here. Uh, Myself, personally... I'm looking for the balance. All right. This is what I call one foot in and one foot out of the matrix. And we're going to eventually talk a lot more about that over the coming episodes. But we need to lay the groundwork for I would call this the most extreme stance on one end versus uh, Peter Thiel looking for immortality by injecting young blood into his body and hooking his brain up to the cloud. All right. So this guy is on the furthest end, opposite of Peter Thiel. And then we're going to probably find solutions. and figure out our ideology, which will fall somewhere in the middle. Paragraph 76, in response to the arguments of this section, someone will say, quote, society must find a way to give people the opportunity to go through the power process, end quote. This won't work for those who need autonomy in the power process. For such people, the value of the opportunity is destroyed by the very fact that society gives it to them. What they need is to find or make their own opportunities. As long as the system gives them their opportunities, it still has them on a leash. To attain autonomy, they must get off the leash. They must get off the leash. And that's what we are going to be talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. This is all about this idea of working around the system. Right. Of understanding the system. So you could navigate the system. You could step around the system. You could buck the system. I would not try necessarily to fight the system unless we are organized in a group because they will just make an example out of one of us and you will end up in a very bad situation. But we need to get ourselves off this leash, the leash that the system is in control of. And we will do that. By beginning to grow our own foods, by even sneaking around and finding solutions to get around the system, the fact that you know you're using your brain, you're using your body to work around this system, I think is very, very powerful, right? It gives you Power, Because you know that you are working around the system. We can't uproot the system. I don't have the ability to uproot the system. You don't have ability to uproot the system. We can't force others to come along with us. They love living in the system. Most of these people love being slaves. I mean, if you identified as a Democrat over the last 30, 40 years, you loved being a slave. You wanted big government. And on the same side, most people that identify as conservative don't even understand this, but they love big government. Because everything they love about government, they'll cheer on, not even accepting or admitting to the fact that they're cheering on government. You either want the government in your life or you don't. So this is going to be a theme here. Unleash yourself from the system. This is how you will beat the system. You beat the system in your own life. The majority of this tyranny is in your head. You're playing a corrupt rigged game. Stop playing by the rules. Start figuring out how to work outside this box, step outside the box that the system has put you in and start figuring out how to work around it. You can't complain about it. If you continue to live within it, if you accept their rules, then you can't complain about the rules. The other thing is, I think if you're listening to my show, you do understand that technocracy is here. The slave system is here. It's not coming. It's here. And it's only going to grow. It's only going to get more powerful. It is only going to get worse. So if you know that, then it is no one's fault but your own for not stepping outside the system. No matter what happens in our history, I mean in our future, no matter what happens, there will always be men who are the wolves. And they want to rule over the sheep You need to be a wolf dog in your life. You need to make the changes to be a role model for your children or your grandchildren or your friends or your family or your neighbors. You don't have to force them to come with you. Don't put them on a leash. Break your leash and start building a life outside of the system. And those around you will end up following you. Become that sheepdog. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dustin Gold. I try to be a sheepdog every day right here on the Dustin Gold Standard at pain.tv slash gold. If you like this show, please leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts and a comment. Consider signing up for pain.tv slash gold. Leave a donation over at donorbox.org slash dustingoldshow. And check out Dirt Legal. Use promo code gold for $25 off any service there. Break free of the system. Cut that leash and be a sheepdog. I will see you tomorrow for episode 133. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world Hmm. built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.